Welcome back, everybody, to MTV Challenge Accepted Podcast, hosted by the Underdog Podcasting Network. I'm Zandrick Ellison, here with my brother, Dondrick Ellison, and we're talking about the 17th episode of the season, entitled True Lies. That's a big title. You knew that was going to be kind of a juicy one. They were probably saving, right? Yeah, well, it was well-fitting. I think this was maybe the best episode of the season thus far. We'll get one into of the it, top. I agree. Like one the, of the whole top. time, like I had like, one of I the don't top. exaggerate, but like, I feel like I had like goosebumps like multiple times and like it was like going so well. And then we'll talk about the <laughs> ending, a little bit of a letdown, but um, let's take a step back. So last week we thought we were going to see CT and Kyle in the hall brawl. Producers maybe knowingly pulled CT out, <laughs> setting up the Amber uh, big T showdown that everyone wanted to see. And then afterwards, Amber flipped to Fessy. So that would be a big storyline to watch in the future. And CT became a rogue agent protected basically into the final. I mean, that turns out to be true. Um, so and that in the process, uh, Nani and Kyle got back together. And that was like a, you know, a little amusing plot point to start the episode. Kyle said to Nani, like, you're like a psycho ex that I can't get rid of. <laughs> Old divorced couple. And then he he's felt this way for a few weeks in a row. And I think it's true. All the guys are eyeing him like a prime piece of my meat. They want a piece and not a good way. It seems like he he's, do you think he's the target for all the guys because of the Alliance or just because they don't think of him as a huge threat? I think both, right. It sort of works out that way. He's the odd man out and there's all really strong competitors left. And I think he is on the, you know, I could see an argument that, he's near the bottom of them or at least not far. He's not ahead of them. I would say in terms of an elimination. Um, I have a question about his interviews. Cause he's been probably the MVP of the interviews. A lot of good one liners like that one, for example, he's like, Oh, the guys looking at me like I'm a prime piece of meat. They're not in a good way. They want a piece and not in a good way. Like, do you think those are scripted? <laughs> I mean, it feels like very, like we said it before, like the third take or something. I think I, I think he might have a few takes, but I don't know if they're written for him. I wonder I if think, the producers are writing lines for him. I, that's the first time I wondered that's that because that was such like a jokey joke. He's had a few of those that seemed very like affected, but I don't think that was such a great, well, I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> think it was a great line. I thought it was like kind of a cheesy joke and it but was just like the, such like a written joke. You know, it wasn't like a spur of the moment joke. Well, here's the arguments against that. One is why wouldn't they do that for everyone? Because I think he could pull it off. Like his timing is better than like, you know, Nani or something like that. Or Fessy. Well, there's that. And then the other argument against that is Kyle has to be, we get the sense that he is through the show, certainly, but he has to be very, very charismatic in person. <laughs> well, he's always he's, smiling. He's always laughing. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't find that surprising. But like the way that Nani loves being his partner and everyone liked, you know, Nani, I forget in the, what he was saying in the beginning of the episode, but he wasn't even saying things particularly funny, but Nani was just cracking up. Yeah. Like, and that could be a little bit of Nani just being. No, that's true. Yeah. That's a great point. And um, he, and I think he, I think it's somewhat intentional that he plays himself as like the comic relief. I'm not a big threat. I could be your friend kind of guy. Yeah. And it's hard to like hate that guy until he starts making moves. And sometimes that comes back to bite him. Is he, are they written or not? Maybe, but you and I, I think are, hyper aware of producer meddling in things well, so especially we're like lately. looking for it 
Um, any show in like the 30th year is going to start to like, you know, have heavy hands. Um, and then the other storylines we saw early on, Corey and Fessy were kind of plotting together. Do you remember Corey's vow to get revenge on Fessy for Nelson? That feels like it was so long ago in the season. Yeah, was that this season? Yes, yeah. it was. I mean, Corey, do you admire that he lets like the grudge go or is it just show that he didn't really care and it was fake? I don't, I don't really get it. I think that it's just been a long season, man. <laughs> it's just been a long <laughs> season. Everyone's sort of just like... Yeah, like remember like Wes was on this season like it's been like a really long time it's gonna be 18 episodes an hour and a half each and yeah. I know that doesn't affect how long you're filming but I, I no to answer your question I think that Corey I think it's smart of him to let go of that grudge once it was really shown out like it wasn't going to it was not advantageous for him to have this grudge right at this right. point. And there's very little chance he was going to be able to enact any revenge. He didn't have any numbers. Right. Yeah, you know, that's so, a great point. I'm trying to give you an example, a real life example that doesn't step on anyone's like um, to anonymous uh, privacy rights. But like, I was talking to a friend who was mad at his business partner and he's like, like, I'm not speaking to him. I haven't spoken to him in a month. I'm like, that's really just hurting yourself, you know, like that's, you're holding a grudge that's like, you know, you're biting off, you're cutting off your nose despite your face, you know, like you, you need to be able to work and, and you're hurting yourself. And I think Corey, you're right. If he would have just held a grudge, he wouldn't be in any alliance. He wouldn't be, have any friends in the game. He would have been, you know, picked off eventually, but he's managed to make it to the final. Yeah. And it, it, there's different ways, like Devin might be the opposite, right? Devin was like scorched earth. I'm not yeah. part of this alliance. Big brother sucks. And I mean, there's pros and cons. Devin certainly got a lot of screen time for it and is going to be certainly invited back, but so is Corey. And Corey is in a good spot, right? Yeah. Strong episode, I felt, for Corey. Um, and the other storyline they focused on at first was just the Leroy and Cam love story. It seems like they really do get along, obviously. Um, can't write a better love story, they said. And then Leroy mentioned that no one knows this is his last season. His 11th. That was surprising to me. I feel Why like is it his last it. season? But I feel like he's. <laughs> I had to go back check the tape. But I feel like he's told. A bunch well, of he's people. told the camera a lot. But okay, why? That but why is it? Is it just because he wants to be a barber? I mean, like, what is the end goal here? Like, because his girlfriend is going to be back on the show, presumably. That makes sense. It's a good gig. You're in your prime, really. I don't know if he's necessarily still in his prime. He seems like he's it hasn't affected him this season. But but I think game wise, he you know he's been running the show as he said. Yeah, well, it's interesting, the life cycle of a challenger. Because I don't know if you remember, but this has been told before many times, not about Leroy, but about people having their last season. And very infrequently, I feel, does it actually end up being, like whenever they announce it's their last season, they tend to come back eventually. Um, yeah, you know, like I feel like Mark Long retired like three times, and Tim, no, I remember yeah, that no, Mark Long's prototypical, but like even Brad, like in one of his earlier seasons, like this is my last one, guys, and he was back like five more times, I think. Um, well, and also, like I get it if you're if you have other things going on in your life, like Derek, you know, it's like I've got kids or whatever, you know. He had a business, I think, at one point. Remember, he left. I think was it the one app show he left early because he like had some like business stuff to get back to. Abram left in the island, yeah, because he would potentially had he left and his business needed answers or something, right? And I get that. Um, I don't necessarily get for Leroy, who's not married, doesn't have kids, 
seems like his job is there for him if he wants to go back to it. What and, a, no, he, come on. This is, it makes sense. It's his last season. I guess. I don't want it to be, but it's, it's a good story for this. It's definitely a good story. Um, so then the morning time, 530 in the morning, TJ bursts in and announces he needs one person from every team to come with him. My mind, I don't know where yours went, immediately went where Cam's did, where it's like, I've seen them do this before where they bury a competitor. Is that what you're thinking as well? For sure. I was thinking of, um, I was thinking if you, you want your weaker person to go because they're going to be the ones you have to rescue. And it wasn't not knowing what this was going to be because they'd done it in rivals before where they took and buried you for the elimination and you had to dig them out with Sarah and Caitlin versus Jasmine and John A. Um, I thought it was going to be like that. Yeah, me too. And so that given that it was surprising that all the men volunteered Fessy demanded it, you know, continuing his heel turn. <laughs> um, I mean, just unlikable moment after unlikable moment from Fessy. Uh, and I should, the show is really like <laughs> leaning into that. If you didn't hate Hesse by now, I mean, what are you watching? Uh, and so they all go. And then Cam, I thought I had a funny line. She goes, I didn't even have my wig on yet. So she could, she yeah. had to stay. Yeah. Very cool daily it's called mission escape the volcano. Not a great title, but they were buried, I guess, 500 feet under this volcano. You had to run five miles, hit some checkpoints, and then race all the way back. Basically like a mini final, right? Yeah, another very, like the one earlier in the season where they had to hair, carry it on their shoulders. But yeah, a very challenging final, I think. Because it would have, was it five miles? I think it was five miles both ways. Both ways? That was my question. Because that's yeah. really hard. Because it was, it was, it looked relatively flat, but it was a bit more uphill for a part, which is hard to do five miles uphill. And then you have to do an extra five miles. That's pretty grueling. Yeah. And, and we've certainly seen challenges harder, like when you have to carry like 50 pounds doing it or whatever, 200 pounds doing it, but still a very good test. And so some people passed and some people didn't. Amber was very fast. I thought maybe she didn't get enough credit for that. She was the first one to the checkpoint. Yeah, she didn't get enough credit. <laughs> she wasn't getting any credit. And then, and then she yeah. knew right away the math was not going to be on her side. <laughs> Ember's not getting credit after this challenge. If you I'm hope. telling you, I, I've always speculated that she was a runner, and she looks like a runner. She's not a mathematician. Um, and that it really piled on that. She did not finish. Did she never finish the first checkpoint? Never. I, that was, I mean, it was uncomfortable to watch, right? Or did you like it? They were trying to make it funny, but I, I was like cringing. No, it was cringing is entertaining. You think that it's a four digit lock. You think you could maybe, if you're not good at math, like know it. Okay, at least I know the first number because, you know. Well, yeah, it lends itself to carrying because you're like the first one's like a one and then the next one carry it over. It's going to be a five, you know. Then you could just do process of elimination if you just literally can't. I'm terrible at arithmetic, not that our listeners necessarily care. I could, and I, I did it in like 10 seconds in my head and I'm famous. See, I, I used to be good at math, but I, I feel like my times table has been yeah, rusty, I, you know, but, but if you, you could had eventually, hour, it would take you like a two minutes tops maybe. Yeah. And if you had like an hour, certainly, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, well, she definitely not a good look, not a good look. I'm well, here's a good question. Do you think it's like some sort of like she just doesn't know math or she has some sort of like dis- reading disability or something, or do you think it's just like the pressure got to her and then the snowballing and just that anxiety? Be, I think that's probably, again, we have no idea, but likely that makes more sense to me is that the anxiety I'm not getting it. I'm being nationally televised. Right. Humiliated on TV. There's a camera in my face. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you just, you can't focus at a certain point. That could be hard. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with you there. We don't know. Maybe people can write and in. And it's explain. like easy for me to say sitting on my couch, right? They might be, it, I don't think it would take me over an hour, but I think it would be hard if I felt the pressure and I know I'm not good at math and I don't have a piece of paper to write it down. Right. The not having paper is key. Yeah. Um, it looks like they were writing on like the do almost or something. Uh, yeah. Cam blows through it probably even faster than you did. Um, and Nani did pretty well and then made a joke. She goes, jokes on you. I'm actually not that bad at math. So she kind of knows her place on this show, I guess like a punchline at times. Um, and then, so that was sort of the order throughout. Basically it was Cam and Nani and Casey and then, and Amber got stuck. And then Fessy in the little volcano really made it all about himself. Like, well, can't even compete, man. Like he was really pouring yeah. it on. But again, how much of this is just anything? He's getting the edit, the villain edit. Like I'm sure the other people were sometimes saying, "Oh man, where's my partner?" But anytime <laughs> he was, I mean, you're not a superhero. You're a super douchebag. Was a line that I, I mean, he, he's coming across so poorly, right? <laughs> I mean, personality wise, they have yeah. to have a payoff where he fails spectacularly. I have right? to imagine. I thought it might have been this episode. We'll, we'll get to that. It can't be like Fessy. They're making so leaning so heavily to make him seem like such a jerk. Just dominates in the final. <laughs> and everyone feels bad. It's like like that can't attitude be era of the yeah. MTV challenge. And to your point though, like on the second half, once they all got freed, Kyle was kind of making up some ground. I thought maybe he'd come back and win. Probably two hundred feet ahead of his partner Nani. And remember last week we were told like, oh, it's so terrible not to run with your partner. But that was not an issue if, as long as it's not fessy. Yeah. And the Nani wasn't, it, the other distinction is that she wasn't like terribly struggling, right? Or didn't seem to right. That's true. draw attention. Um, and then Cam gets there at the end with Corey. She takes charge in the puzzle. Let me do my thing, she said. And, and she took some time about one. And Cam and Corey with a, Dominant performance by Cam, I would guess, right? I mean, she looked, we always debated her ability in the final, or at least I did, and she looked very strong. I think so. I, I've i been more um, bullish on her abilities this entire season, I feel. I, the, the only season. downside for me is the running. I think, I don't think she's a great runner, endurance runner, but she was so much better in the puzzle than Casey, who's never been very good at puzzles. I don't, do we have any evidence that she's not a good endurance runner though? She just doesn't look good running. You know, she just like, she has like a choppy step and like, you know, hops a lot. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just like aesthetics, but I don't think she's, she wouldn't be my pick to win like a 15 mile race. Wow. She has that it factor. The she definitely has the it factor. I agree with you there. Um, and so now that Cam wins, she figures she'll protect Leroy. So the, it seemed like a likely Fessy Kyle showdown. But then we got a lot of machinations in between. Um, well, the 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 twist being that the house could still vote in Leroy. That's true. And so in the bubble, Fessy, they're all pushing Casey. She was sort of like the swing vote. Like Fessy's trying to get his old big brother buddy to vote in Leroy, you know? And Leroy's saying, try to stay loyal to me. And Casey pretty much had the plan, I thought. She's like, we'll sell it as... Fessy, you go down there, you win, and then you could steal me as a partner. I keep my hands clean. Yeah. I thought that was smart on her part, right? I mean, did you think she should have more loyalty to Fessy or Leroy? 
That's a tough one. I think that's a tough question. I mean, luckily she's able to have her cake and eat it too, right? right. However, if she had to just pick, I think you have to go with Fessy. Her, long, her. her long time friend, yeah. The one that you're going to be allied with potentially every season from here on out, right? And also, I don't think she was thinking this way, but and Leroy's never admitted it. It's his last season, so Fessy's here to stay. That's true. Um, and I agree with you. I, I I think, but here's another question. Knowing what we know about finals, um, who gives Casey a better shot of winning the final, Fessy or Leroy? Everyone in the house seems to think Fessy. We seem we would say Leroy. I think we all think that Fessy might be the worst in a final of everyone left based on what we saw last season. But everyone, it's, we said perception is reality in a way. Everyone thinks Fessy's the best. Right. He definitely carries himself as Mr. Confident. Um, Cam even called him that. And so at the deliberation, they're trying to get him to like volunteer himself. And he came in with a letter mm-hmm. um, and they mocked him for it. Fessy said he reads, I mean, Kyle said he reads like a robot. Leroy was mocking think- it. Do you think production wrote this for him? <laughs> I kind of felt more sympathetic because it's like yeah. he clearly can't communicate well and so he knows that about himself. I agree. I actually had the same. I thought that he, to me, I dare say he came across a little likable to me here, like or endearing. There was endearing. I know they played it like a, how foolish, right? But to right. me, it came across as endearing like oh you know he, he, i don't know it felt bad for him like well wrote, like it's like the godfather was who was it luca brazzi or somebody like was reading the letter to the godfather in the yeah beginning? yeah good call and here's a little uh, interesting tidbit was that luca brazzi was that the character or whatever i forgot who it was so yeah, there's some guy yeah. asking for a favor from the godfather and he read it over like shaky and... i don't think i think he wasn't even asking for a favor he was just saying it was a, oh thank you it was an honor to be invited on your daughter's wedding day or something right yeah yeah and here's a little tidbit. I heard an interview with Francis Ford Coppola. Apparently that was, the actor was rehearsing like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the director's like, that's great. Why don't we just shoot you reading it like that? Cause it's more like endearing in a way. It makes him look more intimidated. Um, so maybe the producer saw that. It was like their Godfather <laughs> moment. They saw Fessy practicing with his paper. Um, and he, you know, Leroy called him out. It was disingenuous. He didn't want to prove himself or anything like that. He wanted to switch partners and got talked into that being the strategy. Was that, in theory, the right move? Um, so who's Fessy partnered with? He's partnered Amber. with... And he was partnered with Amber. He partnered with Amber. And you're switching to Casey. Theoretically, right? yeah. And you're probably going against Kyle. You're probably going against Kyle versus what would be if he doesn't volunteer, what would have happened? He, I don't know if he would have avoided it, but if he did avoid it, then let's just say he avoided it. So you have to look, what are your chances of beating Kyle in an elimination? Probably 70%, right? I don't know. It, 70%. Yeah. Maybe 65, 70. It's a little, it depends what it is. Right. But they've all been pretty physical this season. Right, that's true. And then what is his chances in a four-person final of winning with Amber, what are our chances of winning with Casey? Is it a huge difference? See, I think you and I feel like there's not... We're higher on Amber in a final. Right. Absolutely. Than, than certainly the house is. Um, yeah, and we'll get to that because I don't think it's a big difference. I think it's maybe a 10% versus 20% chance or something like that. Yeah. 
Although if it's a puzzle, Fessy seems like he's okay at puzzles to maybe make up for, and maybe Amber's good at puzzles, but math is not her strong suit, but. But if Fessy feels good in puzzles, which he said he does, he can cover for her. And I think the reason I don't think Fessy's partner matters that much is like his performance in the final is going to come down to Fessy. It's like, is he the guy he thinks he is? Or is he the guy that we're worried about where he might be too big and gas out? If he's just dominant, it probably doesn't matter. He could be like Landon and push a weaker partner to the championship. Well, it really depends on if the final is going to really be grueling or not, because if if that's the case, then you might say that, okay, potentially Nani and Amber or even maybe one of the girls won't be able to do it. It's hard to say. I can't I can't knock his decision to go in and try to get Casey, who is unquestionably a strong competitor won five dailies this season and is his best strongest ally, closest right. ally in the house. Like I can't, I don't think it was bad either way. I think I tend to think it was the wrong, too risky of a move. It would have made a lot more sense to me. It would have almost been a guarantee if it was Anissa still, if he was like really anchored with Anissa or even big T. But I think that comes down to the, what you're saying. I, we tend to think Amber B's not bad just because she's bad at math. Doesn't mean she's doomed in a final. Yeah, it was certainly more risky. And was the reward worth it? That's eh, debatable. Marginally, maybe it worked one, out. Uh. One thing is that it definitely there was debate earlier in the season. Remember Fessy, we thought, I thought he was scared to go in to the elimination um, because it, who was it against? It might have been against. Um, well, he beat Nelson. Yeah, but before that, there was the controversial moment where he was the double agent and it looked physical and he decided, I, not my time to go in. And then there's a lot yeah, of- Yeah, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Jay, was it? It might've been. We'll have to go fact check. I know, it. it's such a long season. It feels like 2018 it happened. But it definitely doesn't look like that was the case, that Fessy was just too scared. Or if he was, he certainly is not scared anymore of going in. Um, well, I think, you know, criticize him all you want. Fessy's not stupid. Like he, he's confident and also realizes that there's a risk in going in. Both things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Even Jordan, remember, you know, uh, who is supremely confident, didn't want to throw himself against Turbo because he's like, there's a chance I might lose. Why do I voluntarily want to go in? Yeah. Well, and Jordan learned the hard way. Remember, yeah, that's he true. did volunteer himself to go in with the kill switch elimination. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really top. not worth it, especially if you have a skull. There's almost very few circumstances where I think it's worth it. I don't think this is one of them, but maybe it will work out for him. Um, I think it's debatable. I don't think it's like, oh, what a stupid move, right? Um, and maybe it's the results because he ended up, as we know, winning. Right. So let's think about the scheme before that, though. There was this sort of last-minute potential scheme hatched by Leroy and, and Kyle to save themselves. What if everyone votes Fessy and then Cam will refuse to pick anyone else and because of that tie it'll end up being kyle i mean Corey, having to go in we've never seen the tiebreaker so we didn't know that was like a speculative theory yeah um, but i think well uh, logical like I, I feel like that is probably what would tj would say question for you do you think so at fessy they weren't sure at that point if fessy would volunteer he ends up volunteering anyway and Cam and I guess slash Leroy backed out of that deal with Kyle. Do you think Fessy volunteering like like um, 
negated the deal or do you think they were actually wrong to like back out of it? I mean, it's not like an ironclad contract. They did shake hands on it though. Well, they shook hands many times, many handshakes. And I think it was sort of this double process that happened. It was Leroy and Kyle coming up with that plan, which I thought was actually a smart plan um, to 100% make sure right. Leroy would be safe. Right. And um, Cam, I think they did a little ex post facto editing. Cam shook uh, um, Kyle. his hand. And I think, and then Cam said in the confessional, like, oh, this is Leroy's master. Right. Not, I think Cam was happy with that idea at the time, right? When she shook his hand. That would be my guess. Because it seemed like- uh, good- It did seem more of Leroy's idea. And that gives credence to the idea that Leroy is not just following her coattails. Like he's- No, I think it was plan. Leroy's idea, but I think Cam thought it was a, I, I thought it was a good idea. Maybe I'm projecting because I thought she would have as well. I just thought it was putting a lot of pressure on Cam to like be a- douche you know like to throw your partner under the bus to help out other people marginally you know it, it was kind of a risky move theoretically on cam's part if she would have stuck to that i don't agree i think it was a foolproof move if they but they didn't anticipate this other part of the double process where Corey was so loyal <laughs> so it was so persuasive yeah. in getting um fessy to volunteer himself which in Corey's words helped Fessy get what he wants while also doing a solid for his partner and Leroy and all these things. And I don't know, again, is that afterward telling the story or was that really his plan? No, I think it was his plan to spare himself and say what you will about Corey this season. I mean, he seems like an easy guy to work with, right? I mean, he's always pretty logical. He sticks with his plans, even though he's, you know, yeah, and whatever was the true intention or outcome, he was able to sell it to Cam in a genuine way because Corey didn't know about this. Right, and he sold it to Fessy before too. I mean, he's exactly, yeah. but he sold it to Cam in a way that made Cam feel guilty about potentially throwing, you know, uh, throwing him under the bus, and then who caused her to negate the deal with Kyle, um, which is to Corey's credit, right? It, yeah, it, double it, double persuasive. Yeah, he goes into that chamber and is just he's very likable talking to Cam, looking at the results, and you can't throw him he's in. He's a charmer. Know. He's always been a charmer. You don't get like a bunch of women otherwise. Um so it sets up Kyle could not escape it. He's going in. Something the show did a good job of what we I wrote down was inevitable Fessy versus Kyle made us think a lot about it. And then we get Fessy versus Kyle. Uh and Kyle said, let's F and dance. I like that line. It just made me get excited. Like this is your point. Like the whole episode was good. I thought I was like excited by the politics. The daily was good. We got a hall brawl with Fessy yeah, and Kyle. It was just very solid all around. I agree. A lot of, um, there wasn't any lulls. The, the daily was good to your point. Right. And, um, it felt like survivor politicking. Like this is the plan. No, this is the plan. No, this is the plan. It was yeah, a lot going on. That's a really good point. Usually there's like, you're sort of not really intrigued by the deliberation middle portion of the show. It's sort of just perfunctory, but this was interesting. Right. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. And there was a lot of thinking going into it and we're still th- talking about it now. Although that's her job, I guess. Um, and then it was a whole brawl, uh, which I wrote that. I love it. And then they said best of five. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I'm talking about. Goosebumps. I'm like, we're going to get five, maybe, or at least three hall brawls. 
And I thought Kyle had a shot because I mean, he's wily, he's tall. he's And know. we're both thinking like they've been playing up this evil fessy that he has to fail at something, right? Right. I, th- I thought maybe this would be an epic win because it was such a good episode. And we always think Kyle, like you said, is underrated. Um, yeah. So first, first for Heat, Fessy looked like Terry Tate. Do you remember Terry Tate, office linebacker? Yes. <laughs> he looks like him. He just like rammed right into Kyle. And I thought the boss's move of the whole episode was he just like walked over to his button afterwards and easy win for him. And then were you surprised by how good Fessy was in that first hall brawl? I mean, I guess we shouldn't be, right? Totally uh, catered to him. Creator. Football player. Yeah. Kyle did try to get low, you could see, but it didn't really matter. That's what I thought maybe he would do is like Zach did in the past where they get so low, you just jump over them, maybe. Kyle knew the tricks. Um, Now he's got smashed. What's that drill called in football that they do? Oklahoma drill. Yeah. It was sort of like that, right? I bet he's done that a hundred times. And so Kyle, like, gnarly smashed, broke his finger. He wanted to continue. He said they like yeah. snapped it back into place. The medics pulled him out. You know, did you think he could have competed? I, I think he could have competed. <laughs> I think if I, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that he could have, but maybe it was a medical call. Like, no, you can't do it with a broken bone. To, you can't compete again, but he wasn't going to win. Yeah, no. do you think if it was like let's say Jay or Michi and he broke his finger, he would have pulled out? What a random Michi call out. What well, I'm he... thinking of the smallest guys. Do you think they would have I'm saying would Kyle have been pulled out? Oh, if he broke his finger against a Yeah, against a weaker player. competitor. Oh, I thought you were talking about Fessy going against Jay. No, no, no. Michi <laughs> would have been cleared out before he even got in there. Like, what is Michi really gritty or something? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think he would have still gone to your point. I think he, yeah, I think he could have toughed it out against somebody he could have beaten. I mean, you put yeah, it in another like football a- example, Ronnie Lott. Do you remember this story? This is before all, both our times, but he's a 49er safety. He had a broken finger, and I think he cut it off or something to play in a Super Bowl <laughs> and literally like cut part of his finger off. So he could play in a game. And so Kyle did not have that sort of mentality. It, it was yeah. a losing battle. I mean, it, I don't think CT could beat Fessy in a hall brawl. I don't know if anyone could beat Fessy in a hall brawl. It would have been hard. It would have been hard just to get rammed like two more times. Who wants to sign up for that, right? Yeah. It wasn't even close. Like even when they hit each other, it was like already Fessy was faster too. Like he yeah. got, he, Kyle was barely in the chamber by the time he got hit, right? <laughs> And that's uh, what we talk about a lot about the difference in athletics. Like football is very much a short burst sport. And so you are trained to be very fast for like 10 yards. Um, especially if you're a bigger guy. Well, you know what I have to say, reading the internet, subreddits, what you will, this uh, performance in the hall brawl was as dominant as we've seen in yeah. a hall brawl. And People hate Fessy. <laughs> they just hate Fessy. So this was akin to maybe, maybe not, the, it wasn't as maybe dramatic as like the banana's backpack, you would mm-hmm. say. Like it was dominant in that sense. But I feel like people are discounting it online. 
I don't think we are, but I think people are, the reaction to me reading it has been like, not how great it was Fessy. It's more like, oh, hall brawls are stupid. Actually. Yeah, I disagree. I love hall brawls. I think the best man or woman usually wins. And I think Fessy, you know, he had a bad episode. He's had a bad month on the show personality wise, but look at the end of the day, he did volunteer and he dominated. Yeah. Um, and I think if this was CT doing that, we would love it and eat it up. Right. Yes. But it, it, I think Fessy doing it is people are saying, Oh, how brothers are stupid. It's whoever bigger wins. So dumb. Right. And that's also the show giving him a bad edit because they would have made it like, Oh, he just crushed Kyle. And you know, Kyle can't even, you know, he's dead now. Instead it was more like Kyle broke his finger and that's why he's out. That's true. Like That's they weren't true. even giving Fessy full credit the show. And I don't think that maybe the, the subreddit isn't either. That's true. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, we're saying here, you can't make Fessy so villainous and unlikable to have him just run roughshod over everyone. Right. <laughs> there has to be something coming. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, we'll see. And so Fessy gets what he wants. He is able to swap to Casey who I think seemed happy about it. Yeah, it all kind of karmically worked out. They deserve each other. Cam said, um, "Leroy gets his old friend Nani back, and then CT, who's had like you know weird partners all season, gets stuck, I guess, with Amber B. And yeah. and then TJ, another line that gave me goosebumps. Goes, are you guys ready for a final? <laughs> like, let's f and go. He swore, I think, a few times. Let's go. I'm like, yes, let's do it. It's been a long season." We have four teams that really fit well together. Who's the yeah. best? We we do this every week, and I like it. I like hearing your one to ten grades. The only team that was returning, Cam and Corey. How would you grade them one to ten? I mean, this is set to be a good final. I think there's a lot of parity here with these teams. And I think that's due to, I mean, it's as stupid as I say it. Everyone's evenly matched, so yes. particularly – uh, but I think Cam and Corey, I tend to look at it as like, who's the, in a final, you're as good as your weakest link. And that's a great point. Like the big, and, easy mentality. Yeah. And I think they might be the, the strongest, although I worry about Corey more than Cam. So I would say that they're like a seven and a half. One of the favorites. And then the team that now probably is viewed as the favorite to your point about perception, Fessy and Casey. They might be the same, maybe. I mean, I, I tend to think Fessy is strangely the weak link here just because... He's too big. Casey too big. showed some weakness in puzzles. And the, Both and of the, them did not win. They were one of the favorites last time, individually, and they couldn't win. I would say like seven, maybe. Yeah. And then Leroy, Very big cool. downgrade, goes from Casey to Nani. This is a huge down... I mean, this is the maybe the underrated result. Mm. Like, having to go from Casey, who he's on a roll with, to Nani who it is a very significant story there. This has been their 10 year anniversary. And I feel like the show hasn't made a big deal about they it. They did though. have one scene of them. Remember the, like their birthday, their friendship birthday or something. Yeah. But that wasn't even on the show. That was, I sent that to you. That was an extra that was not on the show. No, that was on the show. I saw it. Oh, yeah. I think it was, I don't think, I think it was like, Oh, go on MTV.com to watch this. But anyway, we'll have our fact checkers check that one. But I think that, they're maybe like a seven two. I think Nani's the weak link there. Maybe a six point seven five, just because Nani. But I'll tell you, Nani did pretty well on that mini challenge. That's she true. Did. Nani was very good on that. I, that in fact, the mini challenge. 
How hard is the final going to be? Is it going to be like, it's probably like seven mile run. I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference to be honest. He talked it up, but we've been disappointed lately in the finals. So that's a good point. If it's like, if it's a medium level final, then Nani isn't as big of a, right. of a anchor. But if it was like a rivals X's era final, then it would be a big deal. So maybe there I'll stay with. Oh, well, like, I don't want to step on our stock up, stock down, but I was going to give a stock up to Nani because her performance in the mini final, the daily, made me think she's not an anchor. She's not dead weight in any way. And I think she's about average. And if you're about average, you have a puncher's chance of, of winning a final. Well, that's a huge stock up for Nani, particularly coming from you, because you would always say she never has a chance. Why is she on this show? Yeah, I don't think she's like, I, Anissa like has no chance. Big T, I think, had basically no chance. Uh, I think Nani has a legitimate chance to win, like a 10% chance. We have to give Nani credit though for that, yeah. because we would not have said that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. And she's determined. She's not great at anything, but she. I just don't think she's terrible at anything. And let's be honest, her being paired with Leroy is good for her chances in terms of just the edit. Again, I'm yeah. sorry. like Leroy's last season in the hot tub, you know, they're playing that up too, right? A lot of Leroy and also a lot of Cam wants Leroy to win. Um, True. And so the final team, CT and Amber B, sort of like the ragtag team. Yeah. He passed on her earlier for Big T, if you remember. Man, you know, rating these, I think they're all within like in my <laughs> arbitrary rating system, which doesn't mean anything. I think they're all within like a point and a I half. To- I totally agree with you. I think the maybe the competitors feel like Fessy and Casey are like ahead of the pack. I think they're all very close to each other. I think so too. And, and also, very- you know what I love about CT and Amber as a team? We've seen Amber's weak link. You know, obviously she's not good at math. She's probably not good at puzzles. And that's a C- strength of CT. And CT, yeah. I don't think endurance is his strong suit, but Amber B looks like a good endurance runner. I think there are CT's completed finals very recently. So that's I think they're a, a dark horse. If there's odds on Bovada or some sports book, and I could get like 10 to 1 odds on CT and Amber, I would take it. It's hard to imagine that. I guess it would make sense. It, hold, it wouldn't make sense to hold this against them, but just narratively, they don't seem like they fit together as a pair. No. So it's like, how could they win? But that doesn't matter, of course. It but. does, though, somewhat. Like, they, they never had a scene together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's an argument for everyone else, you know, storyline-wise. It's like Leroy and Nani mentioned, Fessy and Casey, they're like the bad team now, but they would still have an argument. They, you know, got their way power couple can i just say this so you always tell me my predictions are always terrible Uh uh-huh this is the guy who predicted josh i didn't say for sure i said he had a maybe it it was an idle thought that josh may win last season but my one prediction i'm going to give myself credit for because it's going to come true and it is not spoilers this is just in my brain i've already figured it out the very first preview episode of this season of this podcast i said this is going to be the season, the first time that they're going to have at the end, the winning pair has an opportunity to betray the other person to take the entire million, right? Like we've seen Johnny do to Sarah and Ashley do to Hunter. This is going to be the first season where that's offered to them and they don't do it and they share it. I think that's going to happen next week, this week, mark it down. It's going to happen. Well, if that was the case, you'd only predict Fessy and Casey or Leroy and Nani because I'd and CT me? and Amber have I, any connection? 
Amber might because she seems like a pleasant, nice, plain Jane person. You think Corey and Cam? They seem like they're maybe like each other too much. Yeah, they're both nice as partners, at least. Maybe well, definitely right. Leroy and Nani. Definitely Leroy and Nani are not stealing it from each other. There's certainly no animosity. Like the Hunter and Ashley one was like rife with, you know, tension throughout. Like they were oh. screaming at each other the whole season. Wait, hold on, hold on. What if Leroy and Nani win? And then that would be really touching. They have moment. to split it. They have to that, split but that would be touching moment, wouldn't it? If like yeah. Leroy gave half of it to Nani. Oh my gosh. What a story. Well, for sure. Because Las Vegas real world season. I mean, Leroy's been on 11 times. Nani's been on 10 times. They've, you know, tried so hard. They've always been sort of brother like and sister. Yeah. Um, would I would guess I, I, I tend to agree in terms of editing. It seems like they're setting Fessy up for a fail. And, you know, the sort of like arrogant Zach type that gasses out. I get, I don't know though. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's hard to see Nani winning at all, but it's possible. I think Nani would have gotten more screen time if she wins at all than she's gotten How at this point. How upsetting would it be to us as the audience if Fessy and I Casey know the big brothers just come in and take over the show. Yeah. I don't know. They're definitely the villains. Um, so let's give stock up, stock down this episode. True lies. I already mentioned Nani. I like Nani. She got a yes. partner upgrade, I think too. Um, Nani did very well for herself this episode. The other one I'll throw out there is Corey. Just by being persuasive, keeping keeping Cam, keeping you know yeah, playing all sides basically. Worked. Whatever he did worked. He might have been thrown in, but he saved himself somehow. And I would say that's a great one. I'll, I'll run with that one. Um, great partner going into it. I I liked Cam more after this episode than I did before. Like I liked some of her lines, you know, like the wig line we referenced. And also it's just like the fact that she did math so well, it's just like hard to argue against her as being like the MVP of the season. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of hate I felt towards Cam in the beginning of the season before the specter of big brother became the main antagonists mm -hmm. as we got midway through. And I feel like Cam, more people like Cam now. And I, I've always, I'm one of those. I, I, I didn't, I don't, that's not fair. I've always, I, I feel like I warmed up to Cam before you did. Yeah. I uh, warmed up to Cam around halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, and even her like love for like Leroy, like when they first got together, she was kind of like tepid on it. And now she's like fully invested in it. Um, I'd be happy for her. If she won. I, um, anyone else jumps to mind for you? Kyle was kind of up and down. Yeah. I think those are the two Nani and Corey. Corey's will be his second season in a row, making it to the final. That's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, uh, stock down. I mean, I guess from a gameplay perspective, Amber B just like looked bad into the like. It's embarrassing. I mean, yeah. personality wise, there's something wrong with her. Yeah, but I feel bad for her more than like want to pile on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's not a great look. I, I think you want to be passable at math and arithmetic for your challenge stock. Well, right? If after an hour, I mean. Yeah. The one thing. Um, well, funny line we didn't say earlier. I don't think we can give a stock down to Fessy. Again. I don't agree. I agree. It's like more of a mixed bag. However, yeah, he was dominant. I don't think he's getting enough credit for that online. Um, there was a very unlikable moment, though. He, we didn't say earlier. When he was reading the note and we all found it endearing, you and me, um, there was a moment, like a cringy 
yeah. Part oh, where yeah. like Amber was talking about <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to be like, why is you making it about her? This is my moment. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Oh. A little not so self-aware, I felt. And then also his whole talk about they're not letting me compete. And then he like bristled at the idea of having to go down to compete. I mean, his personality is pretty detestable. We're only sparing him just based on the fact that he talks a big game and this week he backed it up. Yeah. And I feel like the producers are against him too. 100%. And I like it. I, I, I'm entered, I want to see him fail. I have to say. Um, yeah. He's like an old school, like, you know, <laughs> wrestling. Like they'd have like the, just the pure villain, like a Sergeant Slaughter, or like Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik, where it's like, there was no, like, we like you cause you're the bad boy. It's like, you are <laughs> evil and everyone's supposed to boo you. That's funny. Imagine if there was like an Iron Sheik fan in the audience. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> that would be controversial. Um, but yeah, I think we're set up for, it seems like elite. I well, any the, other stock downs? Do you have anyone like oh, I thought um, Amber B maybe, but it's hard. We felt bad for her. She seems like a nice person. I, know, I feel like there was a little, not too much stock down to go around here. You had one. Um, you said some sites are spoiling things. We don't like that. Oh, well, I, I well, I don't want to go into this. I yeah, I mean, we we try to avoid it, and we're certainly, if you're listening to this podcast, we will never. No, 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 no. Some sites spoil things, but they don't make any qualms about letting you know they're spoiling. Right. But I would listen to a podcast where I felt it spoiled it. I'll I'll let you know if I was right afterward. Yeah, it's just uh, we this that's sort of our intention with the podcast. This podcast is not like we're gonna Without go warning. read up. Yeah, we're not gonna give you everything that you didn't see we're going to talk about the stuff we did see and that's it we're not going to go ahead and of that because you want to be like we watched it with your friends and this is our takes on it afterwards that's kind of how we started the podcast so like you and me would just like give our take on an episode and our impression because we don't watch together we watch different coasts and so we get to talk about it and now we get to talk about it with everyone out there um, and we'll do it again next week for the final do you think it'll be one part or two parts Oh man, I think 18 is a nice round number to end on, right? Yeah, I think it'll or be one, way. especially if it's an hour and a half of just pure final. I wonder, yeah. Maybe a two-part reunion. Was last season two parts? I no, know. I think they use, sometimes they start it early and then. Yeah, um, yeah. I, think I guess what that. I was saying earlier is I hope it's it's a final that measures up to the, the what that is going to be you know, grueling and fun to watch and intense because I think we have really interesting teams. There's no like Anissa that hung on and is going to just you know, be a yeah. non-starter. Like right. these are all all competitive. Guys. I'd say they're all in the NBA. We I host an NBA podcast too. And I say you're a real contender if you have a 10% chance of winning the title. And I think all four teams have a 10% chance of winning. Definitely. Um, Maybe the most even with in terms of all teams having a shot that I think that show's ever had. I mean, and, not counting the, the era of good guys versus badasses and stuff. Right. Let me end you on this, though. Your prediction for who will win, and then who would you be happiest to see win? So would it be Leroy and Nani or Deceit, the old dog CT? I think that it lines up for me. I think I think Leroy and Nani will win, and I would be happiest to see them win. I... You know, CT's we've been doubting, C yeah, we've been doubting CT all year is authenticity. I think it would just be cool to see the old dog win. That, yeah, I mean, you could talk me into that. I love CT. And I think Leroy Nani would certainly be that. They're like the people's champ at this point, and Fessy and Casey are like the underdogs. And 
I mean, not the underdogs, the the villains. No fault of Casey. It's just Fessy. It's just like a anchor of likability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Dondrick, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Sounds good.